Check. Check. Okay. Check. Harmonize with me. Check. 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 Okay, <laughs> That's going to be the intro. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Know Is Love Podcast. I am Father Michael. And I'm Molly. Molly, what's up? Not much. How you doing? I'm good. I'm excited to try this chocolate that you wanted me to try. Are you going to eat it on air? I don't, I don't think the, the, the <laughs> listeners would appreciate the noise in their ears. No, that's I'll good. I'll spare them. I love chocolate. Me too. Mm-hmm. We had a bit of a weird 10 minutes before we... Well, okay, so what are we talking about? Let's just jump right into it. Tonight we are going to talk about hope. Hope. Love that. Yeah. Um, so we were talking a bit before and it just, <laughs> we started to record and then it led to us just having like a, a conversation about different situations and stuff in life. So I'm excited for this topic. I think it's something we talk about relatively frequently just co- in relation to suffering. I think it ties in a lot and, and obviously the church has a lot to say about it. And, and as you said, like when I suggested this topic, it's good for where the world is at right now, which yes. is not a very hopeful time for several reasons yeah that's the thing that when you suggested it i was like well yeah like we live without hope or like the world feels very hopeless Mm -hmm. and i think even a lot of christians are kind of just in the state of like what could possibly happen god has jesus has to come back right and i'm like we hope for that for sure Mm -hmm. but uh we don't want to like look forward to it as sort of like well the world's crap and uh all right god just end it yeah there is um, there is hope even with the way the world is now, and there is hope even if the world gets a lot worse than it than it is right now. Um, nothing can take hope away. Yes, and I think that's really hard to grasp. It certainly has been in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, should we start with our personal stories? That's what I was thinking. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, which one of us do you think should go first? I know I'll let you decide. I'm okay with either. I think you should go first. Okay. All right, so a particularly difficult time in my priesthood was, I think it was about five years ago, um, as I think I've said on the show, I'm the vocation director for the diocese, and so that involves bringing people in in as, bringing guys in as seminarians to study to be priests, and it's an interesting job because you're you're meeting people, you're hoping, you kind of have this idea of like, you look at them and say, like, could they be a priest? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Uh, you don't want to inflict strange people on the people of God. That's the way I think about it. Like, I don't yeah. want a strange person uh, or a bad person in a parish. But in this case, and this was right when I started this assignment, we had someone uh, who signed up and did the application and did everything, all the normal stuff. I'm not going to go into the details. Mm-hmm. But he uh, he was then arrested for... Uh, uh, kind of like sex crime stuff, um, very serious and very scary. And I'm thankful that he was caught, that nothing happened, that nobody was hurt, nobody was abused. Um, but it hit me hard um, that especially being kind of like the beginning of this assignment, he was one of the first people that I brought in as a seminarian. And uh, I just felt like an utter failure. Like uh, I felt guilty. I felt... Uh, 
overwhelmed. Like I had the news calling me, and uh, oh, man. it was very unpleasant. And um, so it was very. It was several weeks of just like I couldn't see past it. I couldn't see how uh, not only like I could go on with like that assignment, but just like how does my life go on past that? I felt very trapped in that. And um, through talking it out with uh, my brother, Father Matthew, talking out with other priests, Father Jonas, who we had here last week, um, some of my other priest friends and just other people I know, and just like, you know, like loving support of uh, friends and and family, uh, it got me, like, without knowing it, without realizing what was happening, I went, I got through that. And suddenly this thing that had seemed like an impossible obstacle to get around, like that, like there was no life beyond this point um, that wasn't true. That was a lie because um, there is life beyond that. And and even if like I still think about that with, uh, yeah, it's, I don't, it's not pleasant to think about, but uh, sure. um, I can see how hope worked in that because other people, yeah, it was especially through other people kind of pointing out like what was beyond it, that there's more and that there's a bigger picture that's what hope was in that situation to me, that um, this isn't the whole story. And so once I was, once I, like, even without knowing that I was walking in that direction, uh, things got brighter. And suddenly, like, well, like, life life does go on, even past really hard things. So when we were trying to think of examples of, like, hope in our lives, like, that, that came up, but not as a, I didn't feel hopeful then for a long time, but... Uh, it definitely, God gave me hope, especially through how other people kind of carried me through that. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, how about you? Yeah. So I, um, and this is a big part of our friendship story, actually, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. Um, this all happened around the time I got close to Father Michael. Um, I had graduated college. Um Stayed living in Steubenville, but switched to a new job, which I, as you all know, I'm totally in love with. But I was very much in a transitional phase of that job in my life um, and was still getting used to it and getting comfortable. And as crazy as I am, I'm pretty shy at first. It takes me a bit to get comfortable. Once I'm comfortable, there's no going back. But (laughs) um, so I was still just kind of getting to know the kids and even you guys and just finding my place. And... Um, I had that summer, right before I started the job, actually right after I started the job, my long-term relationship, um, had uh, ended, um, in kind of not the most comfortable way, I'll Mm -hmm. say. (laughs) Um, and it was really, 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 really hard for me. Um, just so much changed at once. Uh, my life just looked totally different than I planned. And I could really relate to what you said, even though it's a different story of like, I couldn't see how there was hope beyond mm-hmm. or life beyond um, what was going on in my life. And, you know, I had like this person who I just saw my whole life with and built so much of my life around, probably too much, honestly, um, just gone in a second, totally um, from my life. And, and I wasn't stable enough in like other areas of my life. Like I wasn't at a point where there was a lot to catch me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously the Lord was there, but that was really hard to see. And I know I've shared before, um, 
on the podcast that um, I struggle a lot with mental health and I take medication for my depression and anxiety. Um, but it just hit a new low um, during that time. And I actually ended up having to go to the hospital um, because I had suicidal ideation. And, um, you know, making the call to go to the hospital was like one of the hardest things ever. And the way that it came about was so crazy. Um, but um, that was one of the best decisions I ever made and led to me starting to take medication and um, heal. But I mean, I remember before going to make that decision to go get some serious help, I really felt that way. Like I was talking to someone about it and luckily, praise God, I had been in counseling long enough to know like I needed to reach out to someone. And when I was sharing with someone about all of this, um, it was actually Bob, um, who was on the podcast, Mm -hmm. Bob Sessie and his wife, um, were very gracious and loving to me during this time. Um, I was sharing with them and I think it was his wife that I was talking to and I was just like, yeah, like I don't, it's not that I want to die, but I just don't see a life beyond this. Like, I don't see how I can keep living. Um, I, I, and ultimately what it was is I wanted to live, but I just couldn't see Mm -hmm. a reality of that. And it's so crazy looking back now because, you know, I went through a lot of healing and I'm doing better now in my life than I ever have before. Um, and a couple months after that, God did like a really radical healing in my life. Um, and I'm just so grateful to have made it past that point. Um, but yeah, like I think something that I just noticed is very similar in both of our stories is like not being able to see life beyond mm-hmm. the moment that we were in. And I think that's really common experience. It's hard to just sit there and tell someone like, oh, just have hope. Um, and like and to have it beyond just like looking back and being like, oh, things are okay. Um, so I think something hard that I want to tackle, like, and talk about is like, and maybe just pose this question to Mm -hmm. you. How do you, having had an experience like that, knowing what that experience was like for me, um, how do you speak to someone when they're in the thick of it? Or when you're in the thick of it, how do you live out of a place of hope, even when you really feel the way that we felt? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, not to get super theological, I want to go to the catechism first. Perfect. I mean, that's a good place to it start. Is. Because I think it it's we we call hope a virtue, like we talk yes. about the theological virtues of faith, hope, and love. That uh, it's more than it's more than a feeling. Um, just like love is more than a feeling, hope is more than a feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, just what the catechism says: hope is the theological virtue by which we desire the kingdom of heaven and eternal life as our happiness. So that first, that hope is we're pointing ourselves towards what lasts forever. Mm-hmm. I think that just to, to remember that. And then placing our trust in Christ's promises and relying not on our own strength, but on the help of the grace of the Holy Spirit. So all those things, um, and I think it came through in what both of us talked about, that um, even when you feel just i mean the worst that even if you feel uh that there's there's no point of going on even if you feel like there's hopeless that uh you can't imagine things getting better hope isn't about sort of like reasoning yourself like well this is going to happen and i'll fix this and then this will change and then it'll be better that's that's not really what hope is for a christian that hope is recognizing that this life isn't all there is and that what we're aiming towards and what we want is God. 
is eternal life and happiness with God. And if I just think if that's the case, it's not about saying, well, because uh, I think the temptation can be like, well, we'll suffer in this world, but it'll be good. You know, it'll be good after that. Right. Once, um, and maybe there's some truth to that, but I think the deeper thing is that God wants to give himself to us now. Mm -hmm. And so even amidst the worst things, even amidst the greatest suffering, that we can we can still cling to God. And that, is, that second part, that it's not just us. It's placing our trust in Christ and the grace of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. It's not just you and it's not just me. Yeah, and, and honestly, like, especially I'm struck by that after hearing that passage from the Catechism, it, it doesn't have anything to do with us. Um, yeah. Hope has a place no matter what's going on in our lives um, or who we are, right? Like, everything that that passage just said was um, it's looking towards the kingdom of heaven mm -hmm. and living for that and um, realizing that we just simply can't do it on our own. I think that was a hard thing for me in moments when I struggle with hope, which, you know, that was a big situation, but yeah. I, it happens to me all the time. <laughs> probably, <laughs> I probably talked to you about it like a week ago, honestly. Mm -hmm. um, that's really hard for me um, to recognize, like, there's certain things that I just simply can't do. Yes. And that yeah. was one of those moments. And to me, it was like this, because I'm struggling this much, it means I'm not enough. I'm not doing enough. And really, uh, um, that wasn't the case at all. Um I was just meant to surrender it completely over to the Lord and not to say that that would have made my problems disappear. Cause that's important to clarify, mm -hmm. I think. Um, but that's how we, you know, attach ourselves and live through hope, attach ourselves to hope and then live through it Yeah, is by just totally like throwing my hands up. Like I really, I'm at my end and I can't like, I just simply can't, but that's hard to recognize cause we're prideful people, you know? Um, and we want to be able to do it all on our own or at least to be able to know what's going to happen. Um, but that, I think that's the beauty of the mystery of our faith is that we don't, we wouldn't recognize how much we need God if we did. And if I didn't need to hope, I'd be nothing because I'd just be living for myself, right? Exactly. Hope yeah. is, hope is recognizing a need for God ultimately, mm -hmm. um, and leaning into that. And that's the entire message of our lives is that we need him and that we're living for him or we're meant to. We're born to mm -hmm. it seems to me that we in those moments where things are really tough or we're overwhelmed or stressed out or anything um we want to see kind of the steps that we can take to fix this like yes. what do i do um because then then it's in our control and we can we can choose to uh yeah then it's up to us like well i can do these things or it's it's up to us and we failed at doing it and so we feel worse but um Hope is that, like you said, it's that complete surrender to the Lord in that moment, that even as we do what we're supposed to do, and so like in your story, going to the hospital was a choice for hope because it was it was saying that like I'm not just going to sit in this no matter what I'm feeling. You, you took steps because you knew that uh, it mattered more. Um, and so I think that we can act, we act in hope. We have to take those steps forward, but it's also with the knowledge that um, it's not a, it's not just about us. It's not just about uh, what we can do to fix ourselves or to have a different perspective or a different mindset. Um, it's letting God's perspective kind of like rule, rule in it in, in that place. Yeah, absolutely. All this is making me think um, of this quote that just took me forever to find. Um, 
So I'm going to read it. Okay. Are you ready? Yes, I'm excited. Okay. Hope it doesn't let you down. Okay. <laughs> God has created me to do him some de- definite service. He has committed some work to me, which he has not committed to another. I have my mission. I may never know it in this life, but I shall be told it in the next. I am a link in a chain, a bond of connection between persons. He has not created me for naught. I shall do good. I shall do his work. I shall be an angel of peace, a preacher of truth in my own place, while not intending it if I do, but keep his commandments. Therefore, I will trust him whatever I am. I can never be thrown away. If I am in sickness, my sickness may serve him. In perplexity, my perplexity may serve him. If I am in sorrow, my sorrow may serve him. He does nothing in vain. He knows what he is about. He may take away my friends. He may throw me among strangers. He may make me feel desolate, make my spirit sink, hide my future from me. Still, he knows what he is about. Amen. That quote really got me through that time. Yeah. Um, especially at the end, like, I felt that way. I felt that, you know, he, he took away my dearest friend. Um, I was thrown among strangers in yeah. a sense, you know. Um, I felt desolate. My spirit was sinking. I didn't know what the future held. But the one thing that, you know, led to me first to go seek help, but then led to me to just continue to live every day. Um which was a brave thing, and anyone who struggles with mental health knows that sometimes that's the bravest thing you do is keep going, mm-hmm. was that despite how it looked to me and all the things I didn't know and all the things I had lost, he knows what he is about. And if God really is who I s- have proclaimed him to be my whole life, then I have to trust that, especially in the moments when I can see no evidence of that. And that's what it felt like in that moment. Yeah. Oh, that's great. But who he always that? knows. Cardinal... <laughs> <laughs> Stand by. Cardinal Newman. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know why that was that hard for me. <laughs> um, that made me think of something that I'm going to have to look up. Oh no! So hum the Jeopardy. Thing. I'm ready for the quote train. Um, <laughs> this is different than what I originally found in the Lord of the Rings. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> guys, night. <laughs> Frodo, Frodo, and Sam are traveling to Mordor. They're I literally know what you're about okay. to read, and I'm so excited. <laughs> they're a mess, and they're tired. They're just totally spent. They've <laughs> given up themselves completely. They're, it's killing them. This journey is killing them. Uh, but they're laying there, and they look up, and Sam sees a star, like way up above the clouds, in this like land where there's gloom, and there's clouds, and volcano. And it says, they're peeping among the cloud rack, above a high tor, high up in the mountains, Sam saw a white star twinkle for a while. The beauty of it smote his heart as he looked up out of the forsaken land and hope returned to him. For like a shaft clear and cold, the thought pierced him that in the end, the shadow was only a small and passing thing. There was light and high beauty forever beyond its reach. So freaking good. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. Tolkien knows what he's about. (laughs) But uh, just that I, like... That image strikes me so much because we're down in the shadow when we're suffering. We're down in. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's it's hard to see hope because we're just looking around us. But there is that there's that high beauty that the shadow can't touch. It's up there. Mm-hmm. It's beyond. It's safe. We're safe because it's up there. Yeah. And that's why I think commu- community during times of um, suffering and hopelessness mm-hmm. and despair is so important. That's like the one thing that really like kept me going 
I had a dear friend take me to the hospital, talked to another dear friend on the phone. I was just telling you about that mm-hmm. <laughs> the other day. Um, stayed with the Lesnevskis for a bit. Um, and so all this to say, like, I think that quote is great because they were the people that helped me to see that when all I could bear to do was look around me and just yeah. see the shadows. They're the people who, like, put their arm around your shoulder and point up and are like, look, don't you see it? Mm-hmm. Um, and something I wanted to ask you, but I first wanted to give us both the chance to share our stories was what was you? You spoke of that in your story. Um, what did, you know, the priests and family members, friends do to bring you hope how did how did they do that for you i guess i was so caught up in how i felt about the whole situation um and i like was fully accepting everything i was feeling at that time is like utterly true yeah and it wasn't necessarily true but it's Um, hard to see that outside it was yeah and so um lots of people just listen to me like uh you know just dump everything out about it but one particular friend who i didn't talk to that often that he, he doesn't live around here but we we're talking on the phone he's like like <laughs> he didn't say this but it's almost as he as if he said like what's the big deal um hmm. he kind of called me out of it uh at least in the sense of of giving into uh and hanging on to just like those emotional parts of it. he's like yeah like this happened it's not all your fault um basically it's uh it's gonna be okay um and uh this is a friend who can he's not a sentimental person um so he was able to say that in kind of just a very like straightforward no nonsense way and it and it hit me the right way that I was like like it it pulled me out of that uh kind of the the muck of what I was feeling about everything, yeah, and that and we and we need people like that and mm-hmm. This just goes back to, you know, when we talked about, I think, French in our friendship yeah. podcast or other things, just like we're not, not only do we need it, but we, we aren't meant to walk alone. Yeah. We never were. That's not what we were created for. Like, God gives us one another four times like this. Yes, mm-hmm. to share in times of joy as well, but like to bring us back to hope. Because when you're, sometimes your companions can see that star more than you yes. can. Yes. And this all sounds very cheesy, but like I'm referencing Tolkien, so mm-hmm. and this but this is reminding me. The other day I sent um my friend this song that reminded me of them. Um and it so, you know, I did the song pod podcast and I shared a song by Keen, my mm-hmm. favorite band. Yeah. So this is another song by them. Um I'm just gonna read a brief part of it and then say something. We're okay. reading a lot, but like Yeah. It's good stuff. Um You've been watching Dawn from the gutter, trading one bad move for another. It's been a stormy night, but it's almost through. Friends you once loved don't know you. Even your own eyes don't know you. You think this whole world's trying to bury you, but it's not true. So don't you say there's something in your core that can't be saved, because it's not true. And every atom of my heart is missing you. Um, and like, ah, I was. it's so funny we are talking about this. This is probably why I felt led to talk mm-hmm. about this. Like I sent that to someone the other day in reference to that time, someone who really supported okay. me during that time mm-hmm. and was like, this is how you loved me during this time. And like, in and, and there's just so much hope in that song. Like I've seen you doing all of these things, some of them mistakes, some of them things you can't help, but like, it's not true. Don't you see there's more beyond this? And yeah. that's like so simple, but mm-hmm. like, 
that's hope. And it's okay to lean on others because sometimes we really just can't see it because of the darkness of our own situations. So I'm very grateful for, um, you know, and I talked about how people helped me through that time, but in the aftermath of it, you and uh, our good pal Kevin (laughs) Mm -hmm. really just helped me. And I remember like right after it happened, I opened up to you guys about it and stuff. And you've since really carried me through a lot of other difficult times. And that's just like what we're meant for. I mean, I think it all comes back to communion communion with one another communion with god and like abandonment to god knowing that like he he is who he says he is he he, that's just how it is you know scripture shows us and and even like our own history shows us and i was able to look at that too in my life like i've been through hard things before and he's carried me through those who am i to to say that he won't carry me through this too oh my Um, gosh yeah one of the psalms and it's something we pray in the liturgy, liturgy of the hours. It, it kind of re- repeats the refrain, hope in God, I will praise him still. And uh, that that can be a really hard thing to to say. And, I, and thinking, like, I guess more broadly about the, the state of the world right now. And so, like, we just had last week people running around in the Capitol building and just the, the anger and hate uh, that's being thrown around. Uh, not just on the news, but like on Facebook and just with, yeah, and it's just really ugly. And I really think it's, even for Christians, we can fall into this, well, like things are are bad and they're going to stay bad and there's no there's no hope. Um, but in those modes, we could say, hope in God, I will praise him still. We have to praise God now. Mm-hmm. We have to hope in God now, not because he's going to magically deliver us from political nonsense or a, a personal thing yeah um that's not how he usually works but um we praise him because he's bigger than all of that and yeah. that our hope isn't in like a perfect it's not in a perfect world like this world uh, we get so caught up in that that idea that if if we could just make things right here then i'd be happy but that's not true mm-hmm. uh, we're not made to to live here forever we're not made for perfect happiness in this life yeah and i think that's huge and that's so radical and hard to remember we aren't supposed to be fully satisfied in this life Mm -hmm. we aren't supposed to be ever we're supposed to aim for holiness that doesn't mean it's going to lead to perfect satisfaction it'll certainly need to lead to peace in our relationship with the lord but like i'm never going to be satisfied in this but there should always be a part of me that's longing for more yearning for more and i should lean into that and you reminded me also like in, in the book of Job, he says the Lord, the Lord um, has given and the Lord has taken away. Mm-hmm. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Um, not the Lord has given. Blessed be his name. He will give. Blessed be yeah. his name. He has given. Blessed. Like whether it's amazing or not. Blessed be his name. And and that's hope right there mm-hmm. um, in the good and the bad. And also I think just like this hope takes a humility of recognizing that like I simply don't understand fully what's good and what's not, especially for me, (laughs) like what's good for me, what I might think is good for me. God, I have a totally different picture. That's and I'm going to keep referring back to this just because it's the situation we were Mm. talking about. That's what I felt during that time. I felt like God took away from me the thing that I thought was best for me. Yeah. Um, I'm able to look back now and, you know, see a lot of things that I wasn't in the moment, but like in that moment I was called to bless his name anyway, trusting that even if it literally seemed like the stupidest, craziest thing in the world, God is God and he knows Mm -hmm. and he knew. 
and he wouldn't he never will allow anything to happen unless through it um we can become closer and more united to him than we could have if that thing had never happened yeah it's that's like mercy so and hope are, are really connected yeah he's he he only wants what's good for us and you use the words uh longing and yearning and i think mm -hmm. that's it's something we want to hold on to was it saint therese yeah she said the world is thy ship not thy home yep and we should always have that longing for more uh that yearning for more and it's not about getting more stuff or having more pleasure or whatever in our lives it's yearning because uh this isn't the whole picture it's mm -hmm. yearning because uh, the thing that we're made for, the thing that will totally satisfy us, is is ahead. It's in the future. Yes, we experience God now, but one day we're going to experience him face-to-face. -face. It won't be uh, hidden anymore. It'll be the full picture mm -hmm. of who God is, and that's when we'll be satisfied. And so hope as pointing us towards eternal life, it's not about ignoring our life or just not doing anything or not acting but it's always having that the recognition uh that that we have to long for more we have to yearn for more and we won't be satisfied mm -hmm. absolutely and what a grace from god that we won't be here on this earth that like the true thing that will satisfy us doesn't ever end yeah right like if we were satisfied completely on this earth fine but it has an end mm -hmm. um God loves us so much that like he has given us a never ending satisfaction in heaven. And and that is just all the affirmation to me that he is good and that he is who he says he is. Yeah. Um and whether my circumstances don't seem to reflect that to my tiny human mind, um or whether they do, it's still true. Like truth is not dependent on anything but but truth and truth is is God and God is love. Mm -hmm. So truth is love. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. We accept the reality of the universe, which is that God wants us to be totally happy and totally alive with him. But it's it's not it's not here. Mm -hmm. And as much as we look around and try and we place our we can place our hope in these things that that are temporary, but when we place them in the thing that's eternal and the one that's eternal We'll never be disappointed, mm -hmm. even when life disappoints us. Yeah. Yeah, and I wanted to read this um, St. Polycarp quote. All right. It's simple, but kind of summarizes everything we're saying. Um, that it says, let us then persevere unceasingly, unceasingly mm -hmm. in our hope. And in the pledge of our righteousness, that is in Christ Jesus. Let's never stop hoping and let's never stop proclaiming Jesus. It's simple, but that's it. Yeah. That's that's the whole thing right there. Yeah. Okay, so um, <laughs> how's God been loving you this week, Father? I, I said last time that I had gone on, on a little vacation, but part of that and even like the time driving back and I had a good three hours uh, after I dropped my brother off and I was alone in the car and just kind of thinking a lot and one of the podcasts I listen to, they pick themes for every year, like oh. the, uh, not a New Year's resolution because everybody fails at those, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, like a theme for the year, something to kind of be like the uh, touchstone for just what you do that year, how you, you want to live that year. 
And I was kind of thinking I wasn't planning on doing it, but the thing came to mind was uh, St. Joan of Arc, when she was encouraging the, her soldiers to go, she said, go boldly. And um, that phrase is really hitting me hard this past week. I was like, don't do anything out of fear. Don't wait. Don't let things slow you down because you because you're afraid like go boldly because God is on our side. So that like I very much feel like that is from God saying like this is the thing you need to think about right now. Mom. And uh so yeah, I really feel like that's him loving me because it's it's not just saying like oh here's something to think about this year, but it is him saying you don't have to be afraid. Yeah, and it really reminds me a lot of St. Joseph. Um Yeah. Just like in his sleep, Jesus was like or God was like, "Hey, do this and he goes he wakes up and says okay <laughs> <laughs> okay and does it yeah. he goes boldly right that's awesome i like that a lot yeah so how about you how is god loving you lately yeah i've had a very just good week with the lord prayer's been really good but um what came to mind was the little blessing i told you about today i as you may have heard on the joseph podcast i my car like broke down right the right down the road from father gossett's parish and I've just been having all these car troubles. And right before I came here, I came back from Maryland. I took it to the shop, dished out a bunch of money and whatever. And then I came back and it like stopped working again. And I just took it to the shop and I was like, oh, I don't <laughs> don't want to spend this money. Like, am I going to have to buy a new car? Just like kind of stressing out a little bit about it. And I was like, okay, you know what? God is God. And I just had a moment where I was like, if I have to get a new car, like something's going to happen and it'll be okay. And then it was an easy fix. I took it to this local car mechanic, easy fix. And I said, okay, how much can I pay you? Um, and how do I pay you? And he was like, a rosary will suffice. Oh my gosh. And I was like, so stupid. Okay. I know. I literally was like, where do I live? This would happen (laughs) nowhere else. But it was just a cool little, just like God moment of like, I got you. You're going to be okay. Yeah. It was just cool. Just a nice little gift from God that didn't have to happen. And yeah. But but it did, and it was just cool. That's yeah. great. My car's doing well. Fishy's <laughs> fishy's running better than ever. Fishy. You didn't know? No. That's my car's That's name. <laughs> Do you know what my car's name is? Orange. It is orange. <laughs> and I called it sunshine because that's the paint color. But then my friend's daughter said, we call it holy tangerine. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, it. So, I mean, you can't top that. Holy tangerine and fishy, the best of friends. And <laughs> <laughs> scene. And scene. So... Please let us know how God has been loving you. We would, we would honestly Genuinely. love to hear that. Yeah. Like, really? Mm-hmm. Um, so send it uh, to the Know His Love Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think We're on Twitter, too. I didn't realize that until this week. We are? Know His Love is on Twitter. So. Does Father Matthew run that? Mm-hmm. Good job, Father Matthew. Yeah. So um, let us know. Yeah, and um, send us topic requests or just thoughts. Even if you just like something that you heard, chuck a chord with you, um, feel free to message us directly as well. At FR Mike Gossett, right? Yes. And at M O L L S M C N. Love to hear from you. But until then, have a blessed week. We'll, we'll chat with you next week. See you guys <laughs> soon.